Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Talkin' Titans and a post-game edition. Uh, the Titans get a win, barely, uh, in the season opener, winning 16-14 to in Denver. I'm joined by Titans beat writer Eric Bacharach. And, and Eric, kind of a, a wild a wild game. There's a lot you can take from this, but it was a win. Yeah, Gentry, there, there's a ton you can take from this. You know, a win is a win, but I, I think if you have to describe any win as being – kind of just this ongoing bad win. Uh, I don't want to call it disaster. The kicking certainly was a disaster until the end, but this was it. It was, it was an ugly game for the Titans. You know, credit to them for finding a way to win. It honestly probably shouldn't have been that close. They left 10 points on the board because of Steven Goskowski uh, and his misses, and I guess that's where I'll, I'll start. You know, it's just this ongoing nightmare for the Titans as far as their kicking game goes. Last year they were 8 for 18 in the regular season. You know, this year they bring in Goskowski, you know, just a, a couple of weeks ago as, as, you know, the solution to this horrible problem that they ha- they've had. And to me, it's still a minor miracle that they were able to go as far as they did last season with the kicking woes that they had. But they picked up right where they left off last year. You know, he, he looked good in warm-ups, Gentry. You know, he was hitting 50, 55 yarders here at Empower Field looked like, you know, he was poised for, you know, a pretty good day, um, you know, no fans. So there, was, there wasn't that pressure on him as far as crowd noise and all that. But he just missed a couple, uh, you know, not by a lot, but he, he pushed one. Uh, he had one blocked. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he also missed an extra point. End of the day, it was, you know, it was, it was pretty much a disaster. Luckily, he had that chance at the end of the game. It was a 25-yarder you know, a true gimme that he was able to convert. But to me, this is something, obviously, uh, we're going to have to continue to monitor as we go along. Uh, we'll see what the Titans do from here as far as their kicking game goes. Yeah, Cairo Santos uh, was let go for a very similar performance. But but one big difference in that game against Buffalo last year, the, the Titans lost. Yep. And they've lost a lot of games like this, and they were able to win this one. You know, there, there's – I'll get to what you like out of this, and I, and I do think there are some things you do like out of this game. But Rashawn Evans' ejection I thought was horrible. I mean, this is a guy who is supposed to be a leader on that defense, and, and they need leaders on that defense. They they lost several in the offseason. This was a guy they were going to rely on, and all of a sudden Will Compton's got to play three quarters. That's not certainly not how the Titans drew it up. Um, you know, some penalties early. You know, the kicking woes obviously – but I was encouraged by what I saw from the offense. They weren't explosive, but they were consistently effective. They were methodical throughout the game. Uh, they ran up a lot more plays than Denver did, and I think that mattered at the end. Uh, I like the fact Derrick Henry gets 31 carries. Um, that's more than he got in most games last year, and I think it's a sign of what to expect from them with Henry and with that offense and that, uh, you know, seven of 16 on third down. These are things that early last year when they lost a couple games, 
you know, they, they were having trouble pass protecting. Tannehill was only sacked one time. I mean, when you dig into the numbers offensively, they had a pretty good game. Defensively, it was solid enough, even though they, they lost the lead there in the fourth quarter. But had, had they lost this game, it would have been Goskowski and, and Rashawn Evans, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I thought defensively, honestly, they had a pretty good game. You know, they had big moments early. You had the Kevin Byard strip, Simmons recovery. You know, you had the goal line stand, which which was huge at the time. And then at the end of the game, you had the defense continuing to bail the offense out just to give them that second chance. So, you know, there was one drive after they scored the touchdown in the middle of the second half there that Titans let the, the Broncos go down and immediately retake the lead, which was not great, you know, but they still held this team to uh, 13 points. And, you know, from, from my money, I, I thought they played a pretty good game. Yeah. It, I think it goes back to Goskowski. That's 10 points on the board that um, they didn't have. Uh, you know, I think that's big. I think you also, you know, you, you brought up the offense, you brought up Derrick Henry. Uh, I think obviously you have to love what you saw from Corey Davis. He looked motivated to me. He looked like a guy that, you know, was, uh, you know, playing obviously for a contract, which he is the Titans didn't pick up his fifth year option. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think he looked motivated. It's, it's interesting. AJ Brown after the game said that, you know, he doesn't think, uh, he's not sure if, if Corey Davis was, uh, at a hundred percent, you know, he went into this game listed as questionable with a hamstring injury, you know, but he said he played with a hundred percent heart. And, and I think we certainly saw that had a number of, of really important catches, had that one toe tapper near the sideline. You know, I don't think we're going to see this from Corey Davis every single game, but, you know, if, if he could be consistent and if he can show up, you know, that's a part of the offense that I don't think you were necessarily banking on heavily. If you could get that from Corey Davis, you know, on a consistent basis, I think that's a huge boon to this offense. Very effective on the play action, um, you know, building off what they were doing with Henry. And, and not just Corey Davis. Adam Humphreys had a few really nice catches, tough catches in traffic. Uh, the first touchdown with Pruitt, that was a great catch. You know, and then the, the, the go-ahead touchdown there in the fourth quarter was on a fourth down play also to the tight end and John o. Smith. So there were, you know, Tannehill threw it 43 times, so there were plenty of targets to go around. And really what the Titans were able to do is they were able to consistently build long drives and keep the Broncos' defense on the field. And I think that was a big difference in the game. You know, but you, you look back at – the defense couldn't protect the lead late. And they, they were able to get some stops, but you, you do feel a little bit like the Titans were fortunate to win this game. And I kind of made the point in what I wrote afterwards, it's, it's, it's good. They're 1-0. It's a win. But when you look at what happened over the NFL this first weekend, there were two teams that, that really just impressed more than any other and made it look easy, and those were the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. And if the Titans are what – you know, they're, they're hoping to be and what people think they can be. I think they need to start comparing themselves to those two teams, perhaps more than the ones in their division. Uh, the Texans and Colts both kind of, you know, fell flat on, uh, flat on their face here the first week. So I think the Titans are in, a good, are in good shape in their division, but this was not the kind of dominant swagger kind of win that you thought you might see. Right. No, no, not at all. Um, it, it honestly felt gentry like both teams were trying to lose the game, just the way things were going toward the end, you know, but the Titans found a way to their credit. And, you know, I think one thing I would, I would say is that, you know, aside from the kicking woes that, that have to improve, you know, if, if they can get fully healthy, you know, that that's going to loom large. Dory Jackson was hurt for the game, didn't play, uh, you know, no Darrington Evans. I think that 
you know, will add another element to the offense whenever he's available. Obviously, no Vic Beasley. I, I think when you start to get guys like that back and they get back to 100%, you know, I, I think uh, all the elements are in play. But, you know, there is a lot to clean up after this game. By the way, 47 snaps for Jadavion Clowney. It's quite a few more than we would have expected. Yeah, and, and he seemed to be impactful early you know, after the game, he, he said something like uh, he's still rusty and, uh, you know, still has a long way to go. Conditioning is going to be a big thing for him. But, he, I, I, you know, I was keeping track. I, I think he played the first 11 snaps of the game, you know, was impactful in the first couple of series, got into the backfield and was disruptive a couple of times. You know, he's another guy that, you know, I think he's going to look a lot different in, in, let's say, week six than he did this week. Um, you know, so that, that to me is another thing if you're a Titans fan to look forward to. All right. Well, we'll uh... – We'll wrap, that'll wrap it up, up here in our uh, our post-game version of Talking Titans. Uh, travel safe there, Eric. Getting back from uh, from Denver, I got to I got to watch this one from the comfort of my own couch. You you did not. Yeah, I appreciate it. it. It was actually you know a fun experience. It was it was weird. You know, we were able to go into the stands pregame. It was like the silence was was so eerie just to be you know watching an NFL game and and you could hear what guys are saying. 30, 40 yards away. It was it was weird, uh, but, you know, I asked Eric Henry about it after the game, and he said, you know, at, at the start it was weird, but once guys kind of got into the feel of it, uh, that kind of faded. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens as far as attendance going forward. All right, well, that'll do it for us. Uh, thanks for listening, uh, and we will be back with another edition, probably heading into the next week's game, home opener on Sunday against the Jaguars, and that will also have no fans. So, such as the such as the state of NFL football right now in the, in 2020. All right, for Eric Backright, this is Gentry Estes. We'll see you later. Talking Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talking Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talking Titans is a production of the Tennessean. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.